0: For those of you who may not know me, my name is Micah Johnson. I was on staff here at Valley Creek for a good few years, and um, apparently I was good enough that they invited me back at least once this year. Um, So I want to thank you guys for having me back and uh, inviting me, and Ronnie's really excited, too. He's doing the hype in the back down the hallway, so thank you, Ronnie. Good to see you back there, too. All right, Um, a a little more than a year ago, I'm gonna move this because I can't see you all a little more than a year ago uh when I was still on staff here at Valley Creek, we set out here at the South Wilson campus in the front lobby, and we were planning for twenty twenty We were planning sermon series, we were planning uh discussions, we were planning what things would look like, and um <laughs> we did not know. <laughs> what it was going to look like but one thing we discussed and I said hey we're going to miss an opportunity if we do not at least this first sermon series entitled it 2020 vision and we would look at uh, our vision as a church our vision as Christians our vision as Valley Creek uh, as South Wilson what is our vision in all of this Uh, Scott always starts and, and whoever's over here, Sean or whoever would start the year with the state of the church address. And we always try to set the tone for the coming year on what our goals are and what we want. And so we began to discuss what 2020 vision would look like. Now, I think, I think Scott and the guys got through that sermon series before 2020, uh, took a turn. Um, We looked at a lot of different things. 2020, for me, was a very, very different year, even before March and April came along. 2020 was the first time in my adult life, first time since uh, sophomore year of high school, no, I don't know, junior, since somewhere in high school, that I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing. I knew from a very early age that I was called to children's ministry. I knew that that's what God wanted me to do, Brother Scott called me when I was a sophomore in college, and I started here then. So for 15 years of my life and really all of my adult life, I was here at Valley Creek in children's ministry. I fought for the validity of children's ministry and the, the pastorateship of, I don't know if that's a word, pastorateship of children's ministry. I had I was asked this question, and anytime I tell the story, somebody's like, really, that happened? Uh, when are you going to become a real pastor? And, and yes, that was asked directly to my face. Um, and I would say I am a real pastor. I'm a children's pastor, and I work with these kids every single week, and I love them to death, and this is what God wants me to do. And I never saw anything else. I never closed that door to God allowing me or calling me to something different. But I straight up said, no, this is what he wants me to do. Does he want me to pastor one day? I don't know, but I'm open to that right now. He says, you are a children's pastor. And so I pastored those children, these children for, for many, many years. Um, so 2020 came along, or actually, let's, let's jump back to 2019. I really began fighting what I knew was happening. I knew that God was calling me in a new direction, that God wanted me to do something different, and it scared me to death. I mean, this is all I've done. This is all I, I knew to do. Um, I didn't do any other formal training to do anything else. This is what I was supposed to be doing, right? Um, God changes our callings. He molds us and directs us. Um, so when we began looking at, I'm going to jump for just a second. If you don't know me, you're going to see that I do that a lot. Um, we we looked at 2020 vision. There's another 2020 phrase or saying that is out there. Does anybody know? Any suggestions? What? Hindsight. Hindsight is 2020. It's easy to look back and go, duh, there it is. Why didn't I do it that way? Why did I do it this? Why why did why why did it happen that way? But when we look back in hindsight, we can see all the things that were in place. And so, in 2019, about September, I began looking back, and I realized that God was starting to do something different in me. He was starting to call me to missions and outreach, community outreach, different things like that. And I could look back and go, Hurricane Harvey. It's really when it began for me. Hindsight is 2020. I didn't know that then. Um, I, I was in my office just at the, the campus, and I, down, down the hall, I was looking at um, just the devastation that was hitting uh, the Houston area. And I yelled down the hallway, Scott, I want to go to Houston. He said, what do you mean? I said, I, I want to go down there and see what we can do. He said, "We'll figure out some plans and make it happen. Um, I called my dad, and my dad says, all right, well, let's go. About that time, Hope, raise your hand, Hope, Hope. That one right there was just born like a day or two before. Like, I think we left the hospital and got on an airplane. Um, and mistake made was didn't fully communicate everything with my wife. She found out in the church newsletter that I was going to Houston. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She texted and said, so you're going to Houston? Yeah, hindsight would tell me that's not a great way to do it. Um, anyway, so Houston came along, and I, and I really began to see that God was doing something different in me. And uh, Honduras, I went to Honduras a few times since then. School assemblies and outreach, we partnered with five different schools that allowed four different churches to come into their school buildings and lead school assemblies to teach biblical, we didn't label them as biblical characteristics, but biblical things to children at school. And we would then train our kids here at church, hey, you can teach the Bible side of this. And so we we would begin doing that. I helped with uh, our neighbors uh, just right directly beside us, helping hand. We created Affordable Christmas, and we just did our third year of that. We went from one church, being Valley Creek, and, uh to ten churches and and fourteen schools, I think last year, something very similar this year, and then um my desire to even be standing in front of you guys in big church became a little bit more um, so I began seeing that God was changing things for me. hindsight shows us a lot of things hindsight, if we look in here, hindsight in the biblical or in, in the Christmas story tells us that we have prophecies of what was going to happen. And I bet, you know, last week we talked about Malachi and we talked about the years and the hundreds of years in between the two. I bet when it actually happened, they're like, oh, that's what they meant. Hindsight shows us that it begins to make a little more sense. Now, we also have some, high, we have some better hindsight than they did. We always give Thomas a bad rap because he's doubting Thomas, Right? Well, it didn't make sense, right? It didn't make sense that this man who I just literally watched die in front of me is now alive. Would you be the person who says, I need to stick my fingers where the wounds are. I need to physically see. I need to to have him in front of me to, to understand this. We give him a bad rap, but we know the truth. We have the truth. But yet we still live like we're clueless. We still do things even though we do have hindsight. We have God's Word that tells us all of these things. Were all of the prophecies fulfilled? Not yet. But many were, and many of them we do have the opportunity to do different things. The one thing I think that we will never say in hindsight is, I wish I did less. I wish I did less. Maybe, uh, maybe I wish I worked less. Maybe I wish I did some other things more. But I think when it comes to the gospel or when it comes to Jesus, I don't think we'll ever go on our deathbed or, or you know, at the end of a year, because we always do this. We always get to the end of a year and we look back in hindsight and we go, I did too much for Jesus this year. I should have probably done a little bit less he probably would have been happy with less. No, that's not what we do. We realize our failures. We realize the things that we have done wrong. And I think we can look at a whole lot of stuff this year because guess what? This year's been a weird one, right? Hindsight shows us that COVID took over, right? In so many different ways. And I think we've allowed it in so many ways. And I want to discuss how we need to change that for 2021. Because guess what? When the the clock strikes midnight Thursday evening, Happy New Year! COVID's over! No, it's not going to be. We're, we're, We're not at the end of this yet. So we need to, instead of just looking going, 2020 is terrible, worst year ever, Let's, let's figure out a way to, to turn it into good. Let's, let's figure out a way to, to learn how do we do things differently. Not stop doing them. Let's figure out how to do them differently. Today we're going to be looking in the book of James. And James shows us many trials that will come along in our life. We're going to start in James chapter 1, verse 12. So I told somebody, I said, it's been over a year since I've been in a pulpit and maybe it's like a bike and uh, you don't forget how to ride a bike, right? So uh, let's take the training wheels off and let's get rolling. James chapter 1, starting in verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted, I am being tempted, but God cannot be tempted, bad cannot be tempted with but he himself, himself no less. Know that each person is consumed is is by his own, 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 own desire. desire. Their and desire, and when it has it conceived and, and, seen and, seen and when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived by the beloved, 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 beloved. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of life. There is no variation or shadow. Due to change, of his own will, he brought brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation. They, there will be tests. Did anybody get tested in 2020? Not COVID tests. I don't care about that. Um, Did anybody have trials and tests and things happen in 2020? right? Yeah. I think that's, that's true for every one of us. No matter what has happened, we have had things thrown at us, sometimes weekly, sometimes daily. We don't know when we wake up the next morning what's going to be the new rule, the new guideline, the new thing that's going to kind of get in the way. They are an opportunity for us to let God shine, So throughout today, I'm really going to share that I did not do well at this this year. We're going to dig into that a little bit more, but I think my challenge is for us to do a self-assessment, to to look at hindsight in ourselves and see if we, if you did well this year in letting God shine. Or did you let COVID win? Did you let that one be your new excuse? on why you weren't going to do this or that did you shine in the midst of these crazy times will you look back in 2021 and you will will you get go man i'll rock 2020 and and you know even in the midst of all the mess did i do a good job will you look back and think okay 2020 taught me a whole lot I guarantee life is not going to be the same in 2021, 2022. I'm not saying it's going to be like 2020, but this thing that we have experienced in the last nine months is going to change the way things are permanently. I hope we find a better new normal, but things are not going to go back exactly the way they were. So suck it up. Let's find a a better way to, to do it. 2020 is about over, okay? So let's figure out a way to push forward, to keep moving, and, and, and to do 2021 better. Partiality is still a problem. That's one of the things that James teaches us. James chapter 2. Uh, turn over a page, or just look over a page in my Bible. Uh, James chapter 2, starting in verse 1. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold faith "...in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothes comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothes comes also, and if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing, and you say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts?" We, we are, we are in, a, in a world where people look at people differently now. Uh, the, you look at, maybe you're not the mask wearing, you look at the mask wearers differently. Maybe you're a mask wearer and you look at the non-mask wearers differently. You, you look at the people who aren't taking it serious one way and they, you look at the ones who are taking it serious one way. We look at each other differently and we are, we are looking at them as, um, we are judging automatically we we already had distinctions between each other many times before. 2020 gave us more, um, and it's a bad thing. Verse 8 and 9 says this, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. If we go back into the Old Testament and we read when God created, He created in the image of Himself. That's not just those who believe in Him. That's not just those who love Him. That is, human beings are created in the image of God. Some are straying in a certain way and we have degrees of sin. We have created degrees of sin. Well, you know, that one is, is worse than I am. Whether well, sin is a sin in the eyes of God. But somehow we give partiality. We look at some as worse than others. We need to love our neighbors as ourselves. Who is your neighbor? Well, the person who lives next to me at 527 Langley Trace. On my left and my right, maybe the ones across the street, right? No. Yeah, I mean, yes, but not just them. It's people you come in contact with, even the ones at Walmart. Did I just show partiality there? I might have, pardon me. Um, it's, It's no matter where you're at, you need to show God's love. Love your neighbor as yourself. God desires for us to love even if they are different than you, which is a good thing because many are different than me. Stop it. That was my family that laughed at that one. (laughs) We need to show love no matter who we come across, no matter what their their choices are, no matter what what they believe in. Does that mean you you condone it and you go and, and do it with them? No. You love them and you support them and you preach the truth and share the truth and you live the truth and you shine Jesus. I told my kids for so long at church, Jesus bears good fruit, and he wants us to bear good fruit. And I would tell them, I was like, Jesus is like a... We, we need to bear Jesus' fruit. I know that's not like a thing that we can look go out into an apple tree, but we need to bear Jesus. He needs to be seen. There needs to be something different about you. Even under that mask, your eyes can say a lot. And you need to bear good fruit. Many issues in trials and, um, and things that come along are a result of our mouth. James talks about this one. The tongue is an issue. Chapter 3, verses 4 and 6 and verse 8. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are, only, uh, and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a small rudder Verse 8, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. Wow, that's uh, that's harsh, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, there was a saying, and I'm not sure if it is or not anymore, so if you're young, you can nod yes or no that it's still being said. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there, I'm glad there's nobody in the front row. COVID stuff there. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Is that said, Luke, have you ever heard that as a kid? No? Okay. My kids, have you all ever heard that? No? Okay, good. I'm glad that has kind of phased out. Because guess what? Sticks and stones can break your bones. They do hurt. You can have a broken bone, and you can pierce the skin, and you can bleed from sticks and stones if somebody throws them at you for whatever reason. But words may never hurt me. That's full of baloney because words can hurt and they can hurt deep and they can hurt long. I've had stitches many times in my life and those things heal. Those scars may still be there, but they're gone like that. That wound is gone. But the wounds of a word can be remembered for years, for a lifetime. So our tongue can cause damage or it can cause good. So on our own, it says that the the tongue is untamed. That's hard to say. The tongue is untamed. We can't tame it ourselves. We can't control it. I know oftentimes I'm not good at controlling mine. My family tells me I don't have a filter. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not. But... Our tongue can only be controlled if we allow God to help. It can be a dangerous thing, and we need God's help to change it. Because if we're not careful, we will find ourselves sounding very worldly. We can sound just like everybody else. We can preach the gospel, we can come into church, and we can sound one way, and then we can go out amongst others, and we can look and sound just like the others. We are not in control. James 14, I'm sorry, 14. Y'all are already going, what? No, James 4, 13. James 4, 13 to verse 17. Come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. We have to trust every day to the Lord. Our victory is not in any politician who steps in office. Our victory is not in any vaccine that is come up with. Our victory is not in anything that happens in our society as a whole. Our victory has already been won through Jesus. It doesn't matter what happens from this point forward. Things could get so much worse. Let's pray that they don't. But our victory has already been won. We are already winners if we have Christ in our life. We have God. And so that doesn't matter if tomorrow we wake up and we have a new mandate. We have new guidelines. We have new rules. We have new things that tell us what we can and cannot do. We are still victors. How do we move forward from that? How do we keep going? How do we share with others this good news in this day when we're not allowed to walk up to people? when we're not allowed to, to shake a hand and, and really bridge that connection or that, that, that distance to, to create a connection. And that handshake is just a good opportunity to say, hey, I'm Micah. Can I share something with you? Maybe not with a complete stranger because that might be really weird. But you just do stuff to develop this relationship so that eventually you can say, can I share with you where my hope is? And that it's not in this piece of cloth across my face. It's not in blah, 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 blah. We've got to find a new way to do this. Because it's going to probably continue. Do right today because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't. We've never known what tomorrow holds. We've always used this scripture. We've always shared this scripture. We are just a vapor or a mist who's here today and gone tomorrow. We never have known what tomorrow holds. It's a little more obvious now. We look at this verse as, as, as death. You know, We're here today and gone tomorrow, and we are. Um, I could talk to my neighbor who's, who's 80-some years old, it was, it was funny, one day his wife, I said, hey, I, you know, I made sure we got that tree cut down for him because I he was talking about going out there and getting it with his chainsaw. She said, I've tried to tell him he's not 72 anymore. I'm like, that's that's the good old days? Like, 72? Um, but I could talk to Leroy, and he would tell me that it has flown by. It has flown by. And, and you don't fully understand it, I think, until you have kids. And... Uh, um, Angie just looked at me and said, Your daughter's 13? Your oldest is 13. And I know my mom, and, and I would look at Laurie too, because you know she was around for a lot of my childhood as well. And like, you're old enough to have a 13-year-old? You're old enough to 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 be up on the stage and preaching, and it goes quickly. So, our, you know, we're here today and gone tomorrow has always been the case, but we don't know what tomorrow holds, even more so now. Even if we are alive tomorrow, we still don't know what tomorrow will hold because our life is way different. Now, this next one is probably everyone's favorite one that we're going to come to. It was always the favorite word of the month when we discussed it with the kids. James 5, starting in verse seven. Be patient. Therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. So how see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord at hand. Uh oh ready for this one <laughs> Do not grumble against one another, brothers. So that you may not be judged, behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of the suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful." We could have done this hindsight is 2020 message with Job. You wanna talk about a bad year? Does anybody wanna put their 2020 up against Job? No. He had just about anything he had taken away from him. We could have very easily looked at that one and be like, hey, 2020 is not so bad, right? Now, some of us have had it worse than others. I'm not gonna diminish uh, what year it has been but I'm not sure that anybody can really put it up against Job. Be steadfast, and good will come in the end. That's what's tough, though, is we don't know when that end is and, and what that looks like. James five nineteen through 20 more important than ever to proclaim and teach truth. Here it is. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. If you were to give yourself a final exam for 2020... This is going to be, you can write these down. I don't want you to even just think of them in this moment, in these, mo- in these seconds, and just go, nope, didn't do good. Nope, didn't do good. I'd I, I really love some hindsight and some self reflection, some look in perfect vision. Dr. Dale, do I have perfect vision? Not now. Not now. See, he's my doctor, so he knows. I'm glad you said words because I was afraid you were going to shake your head and I wouldn't be able to tell if you were shaking your head or not. But hindsight is looking back in perfect vision. Now, as long as my prescription is up to date, I have perfect vision. The goal is for with corrective lenses to be at 20-20, correct? Or as close to it as possible, right? Okay. So we need to look back in 2020 with perfect vision. And we, we can now because we're almost done with it. So how, do, how would we score? How did you care for the hurting? How did you care for the hurting? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through these slowly. So if you want to write them down, you can. Or if you want a little self-reflection in the moment, you can as well. How did you care for the hurting? Not Valley Creek. Maybe you did stuff with Valley Creek, but how did you individually care for the hurting? How did you share the gospel? How did you share the gospel? Did you talk to God more in the abundance of time you had during quarantine? We should have had a lot more time for God this year. How did you talk to God this year? How were you as a father, a husband? A mom, a wife, a daughter, a son, a sister, a brother, a neighbor. Whatever word that affects you, because we all have different titles. How are you in that role this year? How did you do? I want you to, you don't have to nod, you don't have to, to, to groan, you don't have to do anything. How would you score yourself? out of those questions right there would you pass would you fail i would have failed i would not have scored a good grade badly so let's let's look at it a little bit different how are you going to care for the hurting in 2021 How are you going to learn from the things you didn't do in 2020, and how are you going to do that better? How are you going to share the gospel in 2021, with or without? Guys, we've had a lot thrown at us. Now it's time to adjust. It's time to to change and, and to move with it. How will you dialogue with God in 2021? How will your conversations be with him? And if we looked at the father, brother, mom, mom, wife, daughter, son, sister, brother, neighbor, employee, employer category, how are you going to be better at those in 2021? Because honestly, um, we don't need much to give ourselves excuses, to give ourselves passes from doing certain things, right? It doesn't take much. Uh, You know, when I was on staff, it was a Wednesday night, and it was really, really, really pretty. And we would go, ain't nobody coming tonight. It's pretty outside. Then we'd have a rainy night, and we'd like, ain't nobody coming tonight. It's raining. It's cold. Ain't nobody coming tonight. It's cold. And we say that because we learned it. We learned that it didn't take much to give you all, us, excuses not to do stuff. I used a lot of excuses this year. You're not on staff anymore, you don't have to go every single Sunday. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, I became one of those that I was frustrated with while I was on staff. Everyone is staying home and watching online, right? So I can do that too. I don't feel good. This is one that I think is is a fine line. Because if you literally don't feel good, you need to stay home. We know that, right? We need to be safe and we need to take care of others. But how many times have we used this, I don't feel good as a cop-out? I don't feel good. You stayed up till 3 a.m. Of course you don't feel good. We use we have given covid excuses. We've let covid become our excuses for things. I know it so much because our kids will go, that's rona. That's covid. Like, there's nicknames now, and, and people call it that, and, and it's, it's just the excuse we have now. We have excuses left and right, and we use, oh, Uncle Andy as a cop out sometimes. Even if we don't agree, sometimes we'll use him just because it's convenient. We use these things as excuses. Let's stop making excuses in 2021. Let's move forward. Let's keep going. Let's keep sharing the gospel. I'm not saying disregard anything that's coming down from above. I'm saying just as a whole, let's figure out a new way to do it. Let's share the gospel. Let's live it out. Let's take what you tested, what you scored on your 2020 test, and say, you know what, I'm going to do better. I don't know exactly how. I don't know how I can go share the gospel with my neighbor because I physically can't go be with my neighbor. Or maybe you can. You know you know your boundaries and you know their boundaries and work those together. My 80-some-year-old neighbor that I was telling you about, he has no boundaries. I, I would take a step back to give him space, and he would take a step forward. I would take a step back, and he'd shake my hand, and he'd give me a hug. And I'm like, not only is he 80, he's also got a, a really bad cancer that has, uh, he's outlived by a year. So they gave him like six months, and he's at 18 months now. Um, so like I try to give him his space, but he doesn't care because he says, hmm, I got Jesus, I'll be all right. He he says, I'm good. I know where I'm going. Um, And so he's good to go. So guys, we have a hope. And I hope you have that hope. If you don't, that hope is found in Jesus. COVID cannot take that away. It cannot change it. It does not do anything. It is in Jesus Christ alone. And that is in a personal relationship. We heard the testimony from the, the young lady who got baptized over here last week. How amazing was that? She, the One thing that, that struck me, and it's not a new phrase, I think it was because you really had to lean in and... Where is Pam? I think you really had to lean in and, and listen to understand a little bit of it, correct? I'm sure the more you were around her, the the it, you probably had zero issue with it. Um, but it was amazing just to lean in and listen... And she's the way she said, I chose him personally in my life. I have a personal relationship. Because Jesus is there for everybody. And it's available for everybody. But it's not until it becomes personal. To be yours does it make a difference. Because you can know it. I heard Scott say this a long time ago. You can miss heaven by about 12 inches from your head to your heart. You can know it all day long, but it's not until you ask Jesus to come into your life and make it personal that it makes a difference. So if you don't know that, your 2021 could be life-changing because you go into it with this personal relationship with Jesus. That's a challenge for some. And we're going to have an invitation here in a minute. But the challenge for, for many of us in this room is that 2020 test or that 2021 challenge. How are you going to move forward? How are you going to go into 2021? Because this year that has had so many things thrown at us has just a few days left. You can go out strong. You can go out swinging. You can go out sharing the gospel and doing some things and and, and getting... Uh, Your momentum started for 2021, and you can also spend the next few days just in self-reflection, look in hindsight and go, how did I mess up? And don't get so depressed that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just terrible. But look at it as, as a springboard to say, I have got to do better. My 2020 test was terrible, but that's my challenge for the next year. So whatever you need to do in the next few minutes, you can sit where you are. Uh, There's a kneeling pad up here. I will be standing up front with a uh, mask on. If you need to come chat, you can come talk to me. Let's move into this coming year and blow it out of the water, no matter what it holds, because we don't know. Will we do this or will we do that? Whatever the Lord wills. But let's move into it in such a powerful way that that small fire that we talked about, our tongue, can set a forest ablaze. Let's set things on fire. Figuratively, please. Let's let's change the world for Jesus in this coming year. Pray with me. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for this last week that we got to celebrate this miraculous birth of a baby. Babies are born all the time, and so it's, it's kind of crazy to even say a miraculous birth, but God, this was one like no other. It was one that we can go in hindsight and say, you talked about for so long. But this baby didn't stay a baby. He lived a perfect life. Never sinned, never did anything wrong, but He lived in such a way that honored you and every single thing that He did. And then He chose to die the death of sinners. He chose to die for our sin, to take the punishment that we deserve. And then He came back to life to defeat that death. We thank You for Jesus and what He has done for us. And we thank You for... 2020, for the good that's come out of it, we have new life, new children that have joined us. We have good things. Let us in our hindsight also thank you and count the good that has happened. Let's just not focus on the negative. But also, God, we thank you that 2020 has shown us how we need to do better no matter what happens. So God, we give it to you now and we thank you for who you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen.